listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and we're joined today by Dr. Thad Abbott with Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for inviting me. We are talking about a pretty important topic. It's food allergies with kids. And, um, you know, it's been a, a topic of conversation for a long time now and goes all the way back to, you know, when baby's born, how to introduce foods to them, and, and so many questions kind of surrounding that. So let's just start off with the basic of, you know, what, what is a food allergy? Food allergy is an overreaction of the immune system to something that it normally should be accepting, like, like food in this example. This is, uh, this overreaction leads to an increase in certain chemicals, such as histamine, which is where we end up getting the symptoms from. And how do these affect kids? Well, they, they're going to affect everybody in much the same way. Uh, there are some, there is some variability, however, in the types of reactions people get. These reactions can vary from mouth itching to hives on the skin uh, to things even more severe than that, uh, up to anaphylaxis. And so how do you identify food allergies, especially in young children, you know, as we're introducing new foods to them? How do we, how do we know if they have an allergy? Well, history is really the important part. We always like to have a really good history regarding exposure and symptoms from that exposure. But from a testing point of view, the testing can be done in one of two ways. The first way, the more typical way that allergists approach it would be through what we call scratch testing. This is a type of skin test where based on the information we obtain from history, we look at specific foods to see if there's a reaction on the skin so we can correlate uh, what's happened historically with that test. The other type of testing is a blood test. Both of them can be useful in diagnosing food allergies. Um, and sometimes we will utilize both of those tests. And so once we realize that uh, our child does have a food allergy, how do we prepare them to kind of manage it on their own as they you know, continue to grow and get older? How do we help them with that? Now, that's a good question, and I would say you just always continue with the education. I think it's important to be upfront and honest uh, about what allergies they have and what they can expect from, from those allergies should they be exposed. But trying not so much to direct with fear, but just an understanding of what might happen should they be exposed to, to that food. So education from, from the allergist, education from parents to kids, this is a, this is a huge part of how they're going to live and kind of react for the rest of their life toward that allergy. And can a child who hasn't had any allergies develop one over time as they get older? 
Absolutely. Anybody can develop an allergy at any time, but they do seem to be more common as we introduce foods to infants. So we're introducing new foods and it gives their immune system, uh, immune system an opportunity to decide how it's going to react to that particular food. But there certainly are older children and even adults who can develop an allergy to a food that they've been eating and tolerating for most of their life. That actually happened to me. What I call an adult onset allergy um, to apples and a couple other things. Uh, ate them my entire life and then in my mid-twenties developed an allergy like that. Sure, yeah, you're not alone. Um, so now that we've gotten kids, um, for the most part, things of course changing on a daily basis, but kids back to school or back to that, you know, classroom type setting, um, sports have started back up in places as well. How do we help our children's teachers and coaches, caregivers, how do we help them uh, if we have a child that has an allergy? Well, again, as, as we discussed in terms of having the child themselves understand, I think education is a big piece. Having teachers being able to recognize the symptoms of an allergic reaction uh, and I think it's important to not only be able to to recognize that in someone with a known allergy, but to be able to recognize it in, in someone who potentially is developing an allergy. That might uh, be a situation where they could save a life if they understand where uh, to or how to best treat that person who appears to be having an allergic reaction. So, again, educating uh, the treatment on the treatment of an allergic reaction, particularly how to use epinephrine auto-injectors. These epinephrine auto-injectors are first line when it comes to uh, anaphylaxis and food allergies, and really there is no substitute. That'd be an EpiPen, right? EpiPen is one brand, yeah, mm -hmm. but there are several others. And so, is you know if the allergy is severe enough that you know a child needs to carry one of those, um, do we need to set up some sort of you know a, an IEP, an individual education plan with the school? Kind of talk to us about what that is, how to go about getting one, um, when a family feels that they should have one. Yeah, I most schools are going to have that information or at least a form to fill out. So. This goes back to that education piece and allowing the allergist to help with that education as most of us can't be there at the school to kind of go over the step-by-steps with teachers and other staff and maybe even other students. So these plans are, the purpose of these plans is to really protect uh, against bad outcomes when these children are exposed to their food allergies. So. All, all diagnosed food aller allergic patients should have one of these filled out for their school to have on hand so that the school knows which foods they're supposed to be avoiding and so that they know how to respond if that child is exposed to the food they're allergic to. And so talking about medication and schools, you know, what can we send with our children? What should be at the school? if we have a child you know, that has a food allergy or a daycare or any other facility that our, our child goes to? 
Well, the most important thing, and I can't stress this enough, is really making sure that they have that epinephrine auto-injector. It, that, that auto-injector really needs to be with the child who has the food allergy. And that's the number one treatment. That's to, to protect against bad outcomes. So first and foremost, they need to make sure that that goes wherever the child goes. But other medications that they might consider having on hand would be things like an antihistamine. Uh, so medications such as Benadryl, liquid Benadryl, might be useful for more mild reactions. If the child has asthma, uh, then then having something like albuterol as a rescue medication in case that reaction involves their airway can also be helpful. And when we're talking about the allergies, are there are there food allergies that you see in children um, more commonly than other foods? Are there certain foods that just seem to be you know more well known as food allergies for kids? Well. There really are a set of foods that they fill about 90% of food allergic children uh, are going to fall into. And these foods include milk, wheat, eggs, soy, peanuts, tree nuts, fish, and shellfish. So these are by far the most common foods, food allergies that we see. Uh, but you can develop a food allergy to anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so for parents who maybe have, you know, questions or looking for resources uh, in regards to food allergies when it comes to their kids, if maybe they've maybe seen a little reaction of something or, you know, they're concerned, what should they do? What are the next steps, the resources that they can utilize? I think in terms of newly diagnosed food allergies, uh, they should always take the opportunity, even if they're sure they know what food is causing the problem, they should take the opportunity to visit with an allergist. An allergist uh, is specialized in, in dealing with food allergies and will be able to direct not only treatment uh, based on exposure, but potentially long-term testing and monitoring as some of these some of these children will be able to outgrow their allergic conditions so it's important to have that follow up with an allergist to be able to track that over time and i was going to ask you about that we had talked about how at any time over the course of years even into adulthood you can develop an allergy and then on the reversal spectrum of it if we've had an allergy since we were young to something can we grow out of that Yes, absolutely. Any any food allergy can be outgrown. Some seem to be uh, less often than others, but any any food allergy potentially can be outgrown. And there are certain ways uh, in which we might be able to accelerate that. So, for example, a child who's allergic to milk, many of them will tolerate baked milk. And so we want to keep that in the diet, make sure that's introduced early and if tolerated, continued, because that may allow the immune system uh, to develop an understanding of the milk protein being okay, and they they will in turn get over that uh, allergic reaction quicker. So Dr. Abbott, if you know we have a child at school, what's something that the teachers or the coaches that they should be looking for if our child's possibly having an allergic reaction to something? Well, there are a lot of symptoms that, that can appear. 
so they may be looking for a rash that abruptly appears on the skin uh, directly after eating, say after having lunch, within several minutes to maybe up to an hour. Uh, they might look for a rash. They might look for someone who now is is coughing or appears to have difficulty breathing. Um, in some cases, it might be a combination of symptoms, including having an upset stomach with potential vomiting. So there, there are a lot of symptoms that they can, that they can be aware of and look out for in terms of diagnosing. Well, we shouldn't use the word diagnosing, but in terms of recognizing a food allergic reaction. And like you had mentioned before, you know, that education uh, for both the child with the allergy and, you know, the caregiver who has that child during that time, the education portion of it, of course, vital. Yes, and if the child has a diagnosed or known food allergy and a, and a teacher or a caregiver is witnessing this, again, I think it's important to stress they, there should be as little hesitation or time lost as possible uh, before giving that epinephrine. That should just be an immediate reaction. Using that epinephrine as soon as they can uh, can be life-saving. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time, for answering our questions, and kind of walking us through what that looks like uh, for us to have a child with a food allergy and, and what we should know, what we should look for. We appreciate you very much. Yeah, I'm happy to help. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby Cop podcast, talking about food allergies and kids. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.